Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. another episode of Redeemed, where we enjoy talking about the uh, the daily scripture readings that our church is going along with, and how we try to pull from each and every one of those different scripture uh, segments, uh, different things that would help us to live the redeemed Christian life, which is the ultimate goal of the podcast, is to live the redeemed Christian life. That's why I named that. Absolutely. That it was pretty catchy, so I like yeah. it. So, made, a, made, made, made for a ca- uh, catchy title. That's right. Uh, today, we are looking at Exodus 32, and that is the golden calf. When we left last time, we had the Israelites uh, exiting Egypt. They finally got away. We had them crossing the Red Sea. And now we're on the other side of that, and uh, God is beginning the process of trying to set up his nation and the rules for his nation. Rules are important. Very important. And uh, Moses being his spokesperson has some uh, pretty amazing almost one-on-one experiences with God. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to the day when I get to heaven, get to actually talk to Moses about some of those different uh, situations. There's probably a line to talk to Moses. Yeah, probably. Probably. A lot of people want to talk yeah. to Moses. Yeah. Moses, Moses uh, is a pretty spectacular person. Yeah. Uh, even though he screwed up lots of times, he he did a lot of things a lot of things right. A lot of be a lot of uh, good examples there. That's why he's my role model. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we have Moses, and he is uh, headed up the mountain. The Lord wants him to come to, to come talk to him. They're going to set up some rules. Um, we have the first engraving of the Ten Commandments. Of course, those as we know, as we'll talk about later on, they don't last very long. Not the first ones. Nope. <laughs> nope. But what I really what I want to really focus on though is the things that happen while Moses is on the mountain. Yeah. So Moses goes up on uh, Mount Sinai yep. and he's having these conversations with God. Granted, they're not exactly face to face, but he is getting a pretty good glimpse of God's glory. Yeah. Something that we will probably never never see in our life lifetime until we get to heaven. Right. And so I mean that in itself is pretty cool that uh, Moses had this kind of relationship with God. Now, what's going on while this is while this is going on? This is this is where it gets interesting. Is the Israelites who, let's put it into context here, <laughs> just saw all the plagues happen in Egypt. They just crossed the Red Sea on dry land. The water split. They walked across dry land, and then it went back back after they got crossed. Okay, these 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 are the same people that did all that. Yeah. Moses goes up on the hill. He's gone for six weeks. Yeah. Trouble starts. They can see the glory of God still circling the mountain. It's still there. It's not like God left. It's standing right there. Yeah. 
But they decide that he's been gone too long and that they need to take matters into their own hands. They get a little scared, I guess you could say. Yeah. They get a little scared and they decide that they need to make a new leader. Except their idea of a leader is a gold calf. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh... Not the animal of choice. Not the animal like, that I would think. I don't think. think, oh, leadership and power, we'll look at a calf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially no. Especially a cat, not even a cow. A cow? No. A baby cow. Not even like the mom cow or the dad cow. Yes. Yeah. A baby cow. A baby cow. Yeah, a baby cow. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have Aaron, who is supposed to be in charge at this point while Moses is gone. He fails. Drastically. Yeah, the drastically. In, the inmates are running the asylum at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Aaron, after getting pressured by the Israelites, his idea to uh, to get them to calm down a little bit is he says, okay, give me all your gold earrings and everything. Yep. And they throw it into the fire, and out comes a cow. A cow. Well, Not a cow, that's, a cow. A cow. That's, what he, that's what he tells Moses. Yeah, that's what he tells Moses. Yeah. Yeah. Moses said, I don't know, Moses. I, I threw all the gold in the fire. Calf came out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, crazy man. Yeah. And uh, and then he tells the Israelites that these are the gods. Uh, these are your gods now. Now, as you can imagine, this doesn't exactly go well with uh, God. But let's back up for just a minute. So not only were they... Uh, making an idol, they started to worship this idol. So they offered burnt offerings, and they started to dance. They had big festivals, and they did all this this crazy stuff. Okay, yeah. and this is where God starts to take notice. And all of a sudden, He breaks basically breaks this conversation He's had with Moses and says, um, "You need to get back down the hill because the people down there are going crazy." Yeah, and He says they're <laughs> they're basically offering burnt offerings to a cow. And they said, these are the gods that led us out of Egypt. Which still, once again, amazes me. Is that they said, now that they have this cow, this is the god that led us out of Egypt. Um, yeah, after everything that God did to get them out of Egypt, including, let's not forget that while they were wandering, they followed in the daytime a pillar of cloud, and at night it just was a pillar of fire. Mm-hmm. And somehow they're like, eh, not impressive. And can't they still see the glory of the Lord like yeah. up on the mountain? It's circling you the mountain. You would assume. So like, isn't the presence right there? You can still see it. Not strong enough for them. <laughs> and yet, they're, they all of a sudden, they they, they bail on God and uh, <laughs> start worshiping a cow. But how often do we do the same thing? Things get a little weird. They get a little strange. or They get a little scary. And what happens? We bail. We bail. I can honestly say that I've never worshipped a cow, though. That's true. I have not taken that step. That's true. That's true. Okay, so maybe, so maybe you don't have a golden cow that you worship, but uh, as Americans, we have lots of idols that we do worship. Oh yeah. Um, but that being said, so a lot of times we don't we don't stick it out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the Israelites didn't either. So anyway, so Moses comes back down the hill. Well. Hold on a minute. We're missing a big part. Of the story. Forgetting about Joshua. Yeah. First of all, yeah, but hold on. We gotta we, we we gotta back up before he's even actually coming down the mountain. Because if memory serves me correctly, God's fixed to wipe him out. Yeah. 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 He's uh, 
some uh, stiff-necked people. All right. He calls them a stiff-necked people because they turn from him so very quickly. His anger was burning against them, so he wanted to destroy them. Yep. And then we have the man Moses. This is phenomenal to me. So you've got God, and it says his anger was burning. And Moses stands there and says, hold on a minute, God. You can't do this because it will look like such and such and such and such. Yep. They look like you brought them out here in the, in, in the desert just to kill them. Just to wipe them out. Yeah. And he said, you can't do that because what's that going to look like to the Egyptians and everybody else? Mm-hmm. And he actually managed to tamper. He changed God's mind. Yeah. He changed God's mind. Yeah. He did. Because God's ready to just wipe them out. Mm-hmm. Done with these people. And that's, that's it for them. Mm-hmm. Book closed. Mm-hmm. And Moses, and he told Moses he's going to start over with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and your descendants, he's going to start over with Moses. Yep. And to be honest, I'm not sure I would have had the same kind of response Moses did. I probably would have been like, okay, God, you do your thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll, yeah, I'll stand, I'm going to stand over here. Yeah. Well, yeah, just imagine what God's anger burning would look like. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to stand there and not necessarily argue with God, but talk to down. but yeah. to try to talk God down from wiping out an entire race of people uh-huh. is phenomenal to me. Which once again <laughs> yeah. it shows you the character and the person that Moses was. <clears throat> so this conversation takes place. Moses changes his God's mind. Moses heads back down the mountain, and of course, when he gets down there, he is less than pleased. Yep. And those shiny new tablets that he had from God, well, those didn't last too long. Touchdown spiked those things right to the ground. <laughs> he did. He did. It shattered them all over the place. And there were some pretty, uh, and then he just begins to tear the Israelites apart, is basically what happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, they are very much punished for their sins. Yeah. He, uh, what was the first thing he did? He had the Levites walk through and kill a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Oh, the first thing he did was it? Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. Yeah. First he took the calf. And I'll say first he, he took the calf. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he took the calf. Yeah, he, he, burned, the calf. Yeah. he burned it. He made the Israelites drink it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he ground it in the powder, and then yeah. he made them drink it. So that was first. He sent the Levites through. Yeah, that was first. <laughs> and then he sent the Levites through, who were supposed to kill their brother, neighbor, and something else. I can't remember. Everyone, everyone that friend. was brother friend. and yep. friend and neighbor. Mm-hmm. And I think about 3,000 Israelites died that day. That's what the, uh, yes. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, after, after that's all said and done, he, he separated the people a little bit. God tells them it's time to move on. They start moving. And at that same moment that they start moving, it sounds like God sends a plague and wipes out a whole bunch more. Didn't move quick enough. <laughs> so, it, so... Sin has punishment, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it was a very, very stiff and uh, intense punishment for the sin that they had they had caused here. Mm-hmm. And uh, God nor Moses was not going to put up with that. Yeah. And uh, and you kind of see a bit of a change in their tone after that particular moment. And you can definitely tell that they re- they kind of weeded out the troublemakers for for a time being. Right. Of course, those troublemakers are gonna trouble's always coming back. Exactly. But for the moment, they had kind of smoothed things over. Very impressive story, I think. 
from so many different aspects. I mean, you could you could write three or four uh, sermons on right. the different things that are in here. But I think it's important to, to once again point out the kind of character and the person that Moses was. Very phenomenal. I mean, what an example he sets for uh, Christians everywhere. <laughs> yeah. To be that kind of, the, to, to be humble, yet just have that relationship with God. Um, and then the fact that the Israelites were so quick to turn away. You know what I'm saying? Even with everything that God had done for them, immediately they turned away. Yeah. They started worshiping a cow. Yeah, the, the commentaries think that uh, they estimate that Moses was up on the mountain for six weeks. Yeah. Six that, was weeks. All, that was all it took him. Mm-hmm. Six weeks. And they turned away from God after everything he'd done for them. But then again, it's, it's easy to see, especially in my world around me, people turn away from things faster than that. Oh, you know yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, especially in this world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We definitely live in a, what have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? And so it's just phenomenal to me just how quickly people can turn, can turn away. And then lastly, we as Christians need to look at it from the aspect also that sometimes, uh, okay, so you had, so the Israelites had six weeks there. And they, it wasn't exactly like God was right there in their midst for those six weeks. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they had kind of a uh, quiet time, if you will. Yeah. And they were just trying to, they had to be patient and wait on God. Because he and Moses were getting some things straightened out. Right. And those kind of, uh, those kind of things are going to come in a Christmas life as well. Absolutely. There, there are going to be moments where you're not going to hear God immediately. Does that make sense? Yep. And the question is, what are you going to do when those times come? Are you going to turn turn away like the Israelites did after just six weeks and say, "Oh, the heck with it, we're going to start worshiping the cow," <laughs> or are you going to stick? Are you or are you going to stick it out and keep going, knowing that whatever's coming off that mountain is going to be good? Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was good. Once Moses went back up there and got the stone tablets and brought them down, we had the Ten Commandments, and there were some yeah. there there were some rules and things that were put in place that were freaking awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, when those times comes when it doesn't feel like God's right there next to you, how are you going to respond? Are you, are you going to stick to it? Just keep doing the things you know you should? You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately that's what the Israelites had to do was just to keep doing what they knew they were supposed to do. Yeah. Okay? We have to do the same things as redeemed Christians. We have to, when those times come when it seems silent, we got to keep pushing on and pushing on doing the things we know we're supposed to do. And then when we get to the other side, we'll see what God has in store. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time.